0: Welcome back to another episode of the Addiction Unlimited Podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh. Today we're talking about what's really holding you back. What's holding you back from the life you've always wanted? Think about that question for a moment. When you want to make a big change in your life, you have to face anything and everything that's holding you back from successfully making that change. Everything that drains your energy, distracts your focus, or clutters your mind, that mental clutter often is the heaviest stuff we carry around in life. It either prevents us from moving forward altogether, or it makes our progress really slow and sometimes painful. It's baggage that has to be unloaded. And as an expert in helping people create massive change in their lives and build habits that are necessary to have that dream life, I can confidently say that most times people aren't even aware of what's truly holding them back. You may think you're doing everything you possibly can, but sometimes it takes slowing down and practicing some real self-awareness to see your blind spots. And if you're trying to figure out what yours are, I'm going to give you a list of nine things that may surprise you, that may be holding you back from getting that life you really want. And the first one is you're following someone else's definition of success. This means like you're comparing how you're doing to how someone else is doing but someone else is acting on their timeline and their goals, right? So comparing your performance to them doesn't really make any sense because they're on a different timeline with different goals. You have to get clear on what is your definition of success. If it's quitting drinking, you have to figure out what that vision looks like for you. Create your own definition of success or successfully sober or the beautiful dream life. And once you create your own definition of success, that should be the only one you pay attention to. Number two, a lot of your behaviors don't align with who you really want to be. This is major. And this comes through doing a lot of inner work. And like I talked about, that self-awareness. Self-awareness is really challenging. Most of us are very bad at accurately judging our own actions and our own behaviors. And there are good reasons for that, right? Because we judge ourselves on our intentions while the rest of the world judges us on our actions. So in my head, I can let myself off the hook and go, oh, I didn't mean to. That's not what I thought was going to happen. That's not how I wanted that to turn out. And you give yourself a pass. But the people around you just see that that thing happened that's what happened. They don't care what your intention was. They don't care if you didn't mean to or if that's not how you wanted it to go. They just see your action, right? That's self-awareness. You have to really understand how you are perceived and what your behavior is, not what you thought it was going to be or what you wanted it to be or what you hoped it would be, but how do you actually behave behave and how is it perceived by the people around you? That's self-awareness. If you don't do that work and get really honest and really clear about who you are, then you're not even gonna have a clear vision of who you wanna be. Notice already we're on number two and we're still talking about you having clarity on what you want. You have to get clear on who you want to be and the life that you want. I see this a lot in therapy and coaching also. Like people think that you only reach out for therapy or coaching when something is wrong. But the truth is, these are things that you should be doing and working on, even when everything seems fine, right? Just like sponsorship in AA. If I didn't build the relationship with my sponsor on a daily basis, then I definitely wouldn't have reached out to him when things weren't fine, right? I had to have a level of comfort and trust with them that was built day in and day out, even when everything was going fine. You have to put in the groundwork and build those relationships. Same thing with therapy and coaching. You have to have an understanding of how you function and what's going on inside your mind and what the wiring is that you receive from childhood so you know what your beliefs are and what's driving your decisions. And that's not something you figure out just when things are bad. And the more clear you get on yourself – And who you really want to be, the more in line your actions will be to become that person and build that life you want. Regardless of what your goals are, you have to be aware of your unconscious behaviors in order to achieve your goals. Number three, you're adhering to outdated social norms. All these things that we are kind of taught our whole lives, right? You need a college degree to be successful. A steady paycheck with benefits are more important than how the job makes you feel. Same thing with drinking. We're taught we drink to celebrate. We drink when we're sad. We drink to bond and connect with our friends and family. These are all old rules that no longer apply to the modern world. And if you're following, these outdated societal norms, then you're shortchanging yourself. You should be breaking these rules if it's right for you. If you know that drinking doesn't serve you and or you don't do it well, then don't adhere to social norms that aren't healthy for you. So get clear on that, right? Are you just doing this because this is what society says is acceptable or the right way to do things? It's okay to be outside the box. It's okay to be the non-drinker in a drinking world. Especially now, there's so more. There's so many more of us than ever before. Or so many more people being public is probably more accurate. Number four, you aren't connected to your truth. This means... You have to be connected to your true feelings, your true wants, needs, and desires, and you are in control of steering that car. Your instincts will guide you a lot in your truth. When you're doing things that aren't in alignment with what you really want, doing things that you aren't comfortable with, going places you're not comfortable with, hanging out with people you're not super comfortable with, that's your instinct and intuition telling you you're not in alignment, right? Get clear your true feelings, your true wants, desires, and needs, and make sure that you're making decisions in your life that are in alignment with that. Number five, you often end up in situations that just aren't a good fit, whether that is a job, right? Maybe you're not in a job that you enjoy or you're thriving in. Maybe it's a relationship, that doesn't feel good anymore. Maybe you have outgrown your person in emotional maturity, or you've grown into a different stage of life than where they are. So it's not fulfilling anymore. We go through the same thing with friendships, right? I think all of us have some friendships that we've had for years and decades, maybe, but there are a lot of other people that come in our lives and leave our lives, right? People are there for a reason or a season. so. Having the clarity of when something isn't a good fit anymore and understanding that maybe you've outgrown something or you've evolved and your desires have changed and it's not fulfilling anymore. That's okay. You need that clarity. It doesn't mean that you have to break up with people and have awkward conversations. It just means that you've changed and evolved and you want to spend more of your time doing more things that are fulfilling rather than doing the things that aren't fulfilling for you anymore. If it's not a good fit, it's just not a good fit. Number six, you follow advice that sounded good, but felt wrong. When I think about this, I think a lot about 12 steps, right? In that people will go to 12 steps and they don't like all the suggestions that people give you there, right? Like if you're, if you're in a 12 step meeting, I'm sure somebody's going to tell you to get a sponsor. They're going to tell you to come to a meeting every day and you don't want to do those things. So people will say, oh, 12 steps didn't work for me. It really has nothing to do with 12 steps. It's that they don't like the suggestions and they don't want to follow through on the suggestions. Well, sometimes the suggestions aren't a good fit and that's okay. At the end of the day, people are giving you suggestions that worked well for them. That doesn't mean it will always work well for you. And I always say this about 12 steps. People are going to tell you what worked for them because they want you to succeed. They're not trying to be bothersome. They're not trying to control your life, but they're telling you what worked for them because they want you to be successful. It's your responsibility as an individual to figure out what actually works for you. And what doesn't work for you in one moment may work for you two weeks down the road or three months down the road or one year down the road. I didn't get a sponsor till I was 10 months sober. I tried a little bit to work with a couple of people that just didn't work out and that's okay but I really didn't want a sponsor for a long time. And everybody would tell me all the time, sponsor, sponsor, sponsor. Yeah, great. I wasn't mad at them for that. I just knew I would do it when it felt right for me, when it was the right situation for me. If things don't feel right for you, if it sounds good, but feels wrong, then put it on the back burner and save it for later. Listen to every recommendation in every area of life, right? Listen to every recommendation with a critical filter. Does this feel right for me? Does this fit who I am? Does this fit the life I'm trying to build and the person I want to become? If it does, great. If it doesn't, then discard it completely or save it for later. Number seven, you stay stuck in your comfort zone because of fear. A lot of people talk about the fear of failure. If you've followed me for any length of time, you know my take on failure. Failure is feedback. There's there's nothing wrong with failure. It's inevitable. Things you do are not going to go well. Sometimes it's an epic screw up. We make huge mistakes, use bad judgment. We do things out of selfishness or some other bad motive, right? Things are not always going to work out. They're not going to go the way you want them to, and that's okay. Failure teaches you. It teaches you what you could do better for next time. It teaches you where maybe you made a decision too quickly and you need to be more patient. It's a teacher, But this is the thing that will keep you stuck more than anything else, right? Being afraid to fail. If you're holding yourself back because you're nervous about screwing it up, you'll never get anywhere. Failure is an integral part of every success story. Nobody gets rich, famous, successful, sober without failure, without mistakes, So don't let this hold you back. If you fail, you just get up and you figure out why, what happened, how can I be better in the future? How could I have done this differently? What was my part? Could I have communicated better? Did I need to be more patient? Did I need to do more research? Whatever the thing is, you figure out what happened, make the appropriate adjustments and then move forward and try again. This is also much easier, again, when you have clarity on your own journey, when you have clarity on what your definition of success is, when you have clarity on your behavior and that self-awareness so that you're making decisions and choices in your life that align with who you really want to be. When you have clarity of those social norms and not following them just because, when you have clarity on your instincts and your intuitions and really understanding your needs and desires, see how this all ties together, but this is about having clarity in your life and what you want to achieve. Number eight, you have limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs are all of those messages in your head that hold you back, right? It's the fear of failure. It's that mental chatter that's telling you you can't do it. It's too hard. You can't afford it. It takes too much time. You don't have what it takes. You don't deserve it. You've tried a million times. It's not even worth it to try again. Those are all limiting beliefs, And part of this clarity and self-awareness is you need to understand what your limiting beliefs are, and you need to be actively working on changing that thought process. You can do that with a Google search. There's a million things about limiting beliefs. And it's fascinating and it's empowering, but you have to know what those limiting beliefs are that are holding you back. And you have to actively put energy and time, read about them, learn about them, how it pertains to you and how to fix it and be doing those things. And number nine, you lack confidence. This goes the same thing with limiting beliefs. Believing in yourself, no matter what happens or what other people think about you, is a non-negotiable. Your focus should always be on yourself. And I don't mean that in a selfish way. I mean that in a way of the most important thing is what you think about you. It's not what other people think about you. It's not what are other people doing and how are they judging me? It's what am I doing and how am I judging me? And then how am I judging others? Because typically when you lack that confidence and you're caught up in fear of what other people are going to think of you or how they're judging you, it's because you are judgmental. That's why you think everybody else is judgmental. That's where you have to start. It's about you, everything you want in your life, everything you want to achieve, that dream life you want to have, that human being that you're dying to be, all of that is within your control, but it all starts with you. So always think first, how are you behaving? How are you acting? What are you thinking? How are you feeling? Instead of looking at what everybody else is doing and like, oh, well, they need to fix that. They need to change that and look how they're acting and they're selfish and they're this and they're, there's so much focus on other people and you have no control over other people and they have no control over you and your life and whether you're living your true self and your true happiness or not, that is all up to you creating your life, becoming the person you've always wanted to be living the life you've always wanted to live is up to you. It doesn't have anything to do with anybody else, but you have to believe in yourself first. Again, if this is where you struggle, then this needs to start with a Google search. How do I build my confidence? How do I start believing in myself? What can I start doing today to start believing in myself more? and put your energy into figuring this out, which everything on this list resonated the most with you, sit down and spend some time. This is what we talk about in investing yourself. When you know you're really ready to change, it's because you're willing to make sacrifices. When I'm really ready to change something in my life, I will make sacrifice of time and energy to achieve what I want to achieve. I will watch an hour less of television to be Googling the things and learning about myself and creating a plan of how I can work on those things, right? I'm willing to invest my time and energy into making the change. That's how you know you're ready. You're not fighting and arguing anymore and coming up with every reason why everything won't work for you and why you're different. And that sounds good for other people, but not for you, right? You cease all of those behaviors And you're just willing to try and willing to explore and willing to put some time and energy into being better and becoming the person with the life you've always wanted. And I highly suggest not waiting until the last minute when things are bad to seek out the services of a coach or a therapist or a counselor. Those are things that we should all be doing all the time. I swear to you, like I have a coach for everything because I am invested in having the life I want and being the person I want to be. All of these things are fixable, especially with the right support. If you want to design your lifestyle, then you have to break free from all the stuff holding you back. And that's what this episode is about. Start identifying what's really holding you back so you can start moving through it. A great exercise is to sit down with your journal and write all this stuff out. Whatever's coming to you as you're listening to this episode and the things that really resonate with you, write those things down. Then you have a little guide to start doing the research, right? That you're really finally getting honest with yourself on what's holding you back and then you can figure out what you want to do about it you have a list, then you start coming up with strategies for dealing with each of the things on the list. And what are you going to do for each one of those items? Then you're creating a plan for your life. That's being intentional. I'm doing it with intention on purpose. This is the life I want to create. And now they all become problems that can be solved instead of problems weighing you down. As always, you know, too, uh, if you want to work with me as your personal coach, I'd love to see if we're a fit and have a simple conversation. You can schedule a call with me to chat for a few minutes at addictionunlimited.com forward slash call. I will link that in the show notes as well. So you can get there right from your podcast app, addictionunlimited.com forward slash call. I hope you're having a fantastic day and I will see you next week